Oh, geez. Did you swallow a computer as well? I did. I swallowed a computer. And we'll see if it makes an appearance later in the episode. Oh, gosh. It, it might make it to a couple of appearances through the rest of the podcast, I'm sure. Just, as a, as apparently our, our, our sound guy just said, he likes to uh, record people swallowing computers. Yeah, the freedom of me doing anything I want to do is the only reason why I'm doing this podcast. Yes. Like, take everything else I've said about this show, about why we're doing this podcast. It's really just for freedom. It's really just, well, that's an adventure, man. That's what I'm adventure. talking about. Oh, gosh. You got me. Uh, welcome back, y'all. This is uh, episode six of the podcast. Episodes. No, it's not. What is this? It's episode five of the episode podcast. Episode five of the podcast. Episode six of the show, The Jiggler. The Jiggler. Ugh, yeah. ugh, man, I just got chills just thinking about The Jiggler's grossness. Do you, you don't like them? No, man. I, it's something, I, it, it's really meant to be like a cool little like stuffed animal toy, like kind of like one of those little toys you used to play with growing up that had all like the liquid in inside with the, spar- the sprinkles and the sparkles, but it's just creepy. Yeah, Finn and Jake seem to really think he's adorable. You know, I, they're like immediately their response to it is just like, who is this little fun guy? Like, uh, what is what's been say? You're a friend for life. <laughs> friend for life off the bat. I mean, maybe there's just a lot of ugly creatures out there in ooh, and this is like on the border of what's getting cuter. But like if I stumbled across that thing in the wild, I would be wigged out. He's just got a really disgusting side to him, though. Like, yeah, it's particular. like it kind of like it was half between like squishy Play-Doh and then half between like a, a old 90s TV that went crazy. Yeah, too retro with the color scheme. I was yeah. I was in on it until after the dance party and then in the next morning when the Jigglers hung over and I guess homesick is really what he is. But I just, it lost me. It yeah. lost me so fast, man. Yeah, it's there's something about the Jiggler when he starts vomiting the the pink juice all over the house that's just... A little bit unsettling on top of like stretchy limbs that are like Play-Doh-y mush everywhere. It's, yeah. So, I mean, I don't think we're, we're obviously not going to break down the episode scene by scene at this point, but we but might, we, we might, no. I mean, we're, there's a lot more of good content in this episode, which, which is why I actually am super pumped to be doing this. This is from the first season, probably one of my least favorite episodes, but I watched through it twice again did a little bit of, of research on it and just did a little bit of, I don't know what you'd call it, soul searching about it. And really, man, this is a, we've, we've talked in previous episodes about Finn's three-dimensional building, and we'll get into that a lot in this episode. I found a lot of new stuff. I think we're growing as we do this too. It sounds like every episode, either you or I have some sort of a realization, like, was it this? No, it's the next episode. Um, there's a little bit of like a love triangle type thing going on. But for this episode, I've got pretty surface level, just like fun observations. I just from the bat, like, let's start at the beginning of the episode. What is going on? They, I don't know. They basically leave. It, you, it chimes in on Finn singing autotune to Jake and I guess to the family of watermelons and sausage links and stuff in his hand. Yeah. Stanley's family. Stanley's family is a bunch of watermelons, pineapples, pears, and sausage links. And apparently Stanley had wandered off and there was a flaming kingdom. So I don't know if Stanley burned down that. They probably did. That's what I feel like they wouldn't have left their cute little home and gone to a big city. No, I think Ben and Jake burned it down. I don't, oh, you think I don't know if Stanley's family burned it down because 
they rescued them. Like, you know, I mean, yeah. I don't know. There was a person screaming at the beginning. I almost wanted to hear the like SpongeBob, my leg, you know, in the background of the kingdom burning down and you see Finn and Jake walking out with ashes on them. And it's kind of eerie. And they just go and put put down the family and they're just like, quit running off or what <laughs> yeah. is it? I don't know. He says something like, Stanley, you got to quit going off and getting yourself into trouble. Like, it's as it, if it's just a normal, we burned down a kingdom and it's all good. Yeah. Well, I mean, we do know that Finn at this point is a uh, hero level adventure. He's got the Enchiridians. So, like, maybe a burning down city is, is pretty uh, normal for Finn's day at this point. But at the same time, we, I mean, like, it goes from burning down city to like, jovial auto-tune computer singing yeah. uh so they so we do are automatically get a weird feeling in your gut at the beginning of this episode you do and it doesn't go away when the jiggler comes in he's creepy he's he's almost lovable but again they missed the mark on it in my opinion um yeah. and they have a fun time with them. They have a rock and dance party that I would have loved to have been a part of. Yeah, I mean, I I love that they go back home and they have a dance party. I mean, almost every episode of the of the show right now has had some form of dance party at the beginning or end or middle of it. Like, that's funny. That's true. Yeah, they they love the dance. I mean, I'm right there with them. Oh yeah, Who doesn't love the dance. I mean, we we're stuck in now one year of COVID, so not being able to go out and have dance parties has been a, a total buzzkill. So I'm I'm all about Finn's dance parties. Yeah. We're time stamping this episode. <laughs> now oh, yeah. know. Now you know. <laughs> it's all good. Uh if you couldn't tell already, we're all in this together. Um we just get going, man. The the dance party's fun. It's super destructive. I've never been a part of a party that was just so reckless in my own house. But I guess this is their tree top house what is this yeah this is their tree house so this is the first time in the show that we've been inside the tree house i think maybe a couple of other episodes we may have gotten a pan over or a pan by of the tree house but we get to see like finn and jake's man cave which is awesome plays a huge part in the show lots of great episodes happen in the tree house and a lot of them are great because they kind of center away from a heroic adventure saving a princess uh, something going on in the Adventure Time universe, and they humanize Jake and Finn as kind of these teenage broskies that live together. Um, That's great. You know, so so when you go into the treehouse, you see there's, like, swords hanging everywhere. There's skulls. There's a freezer. Uh, there's a, a naked woman on the wall, but you can I see. see that. Yeah, it's like, it's, like, broken down just so you can't see anything. Um, so this is like total bro pad, a, a great juxtaposition to Ice King's bachelor pad. Oh, definitely. Yeah, just ice and monotone color. I mean, it's a much better home. I wouldn't mind having a man cave like that or, well, or a uh, a treehouse. I feel like having a treehouse as a kid was always something that like in the back of your mind, you kind of wanted, you know, like I had a little play set, but a play set and a like a Home in a tree is a very different thing. Yeah, but I mean, that's what actually I was going to bring up a great point about this before we talk more about the Jiggler itself. That, I mean, you just get this this sense that Finn and Jake love this place. It's also the place where they can like cut loose, be reckless. And like, what, what kind of, you know, if you were to build a man cave right now, 
uh, realistically, like in your own house, like like what would you do? I mean, we're twenty seven year olds. We're we're not twelve year olds dancing around with our dogs. But like, what what's ideal for you? Uh, swords on my wall, uh, a naked woman painting. What what are all the, thin, the rot, things? Rot, rot, rot. I'm just kidding. Um, man, I would deck it out with a awesome drum set, some speakers, just like a jam session room. You got to have a movie room. Got to have a video game playing room. I mean, it's it's just the silly things that help us get through, you know, life in our free time is basically all it would be. I've never been a huge, like, got to have a man cave guy, but I want a really dope room. I, I guess is man cave, whatever, that has, like, silly, like, nerdy either anime posters or Star Wars posters, like, movie posters. I'm, I'm not really sure. I'm yeah. Sure I, I mean, that makes sense, though. I mean, I feel like uh, when we're brought up to be older, we are kind of told, like, your house needs to look good and presentable and not That's the have, one room that doesn't have to be yeah, presentable. Yeah, ex- and right? that's what I'm saying. So we we actually, in our house that we purchased this last year, um, have an upstairs closet, and I'm in the process of turning that into a micro man cave. It's not a walk-in closet. It's either. not a walk-in closet either. It's it's almost like a fold-out. I've got a desk. I've got a, I, I, we, we got a PC for gaming. I've got my Star Wars characters up there, some sports banners hung. I'm... And and I realized that as we grow up, we lose some of that funness that Finn and Jake have, that recklessness, creativity, like let's wear my heart on my sleeve, swords on the wall. And it's it's probably healthy to have like good creative outlets to outwardly express our creative sides. One thing's for sure, if I had rescued a family or if I was just walking away from a kingdom burning and I was a hero, I would not be singing an auto-tune. I think I would feel a lot more morally uh, upset with myself for whatever it was that I had just done. Maybe it was Stanley's family, but they're fruit and yeah. food. I don't know. But we we you're digressing and, and not remembering the fact that Finn's a 12-year-old. So, like, is, is he becoming numb to— Is he responsible for that? Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't know, but, like, is he becoming numb to tragic situations like cities burning down, you know? It's definitely a fantasy world, and we can't exactly take our real world, real world standards into, you know, what we feel is the show and the show's reality. But yeah, that's why I'm here, and it's to take things way too seriously, essentially. I think we're, we're both taking things seriously, and I, I love that your seriousness around, like, you don't understand uh, the rest of the world of Ooh. Have the context of all, you know, nine, ten seasons of Adventure Time. Uh, so, so it's it's good. I think that your insight on that is kind of like there's there's something odd about Finn's uh, lack Certainly. of morality there. So, what's going on in the morning when we wake up? Jake's making a pot of coffee, which can relate to that. But then the the jiggler is super hungover. Like he's a different color now. He's a little faded. He seems like, I mean, he's homesick essentially is what we get as the episode goes on. But it definitely seems that they're just like saying he's hungover. Oh, let's give him, what, what can we get him to drink? What can we get him to eat? These little uh, grape whatevers or purple whatevers. Purple whatevers and, and purple whatevers and pictures drawn on pieces of paper, which I wanted to pause a moment and Please. say the jiggler is already weird. But then we introduce the fact that he can suck off pictures off of paper. He's Doodle Bob. 
and he wants to eat them. And it, yeah, it's like total doodle bob vibes from SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's doodle bob through and through. I mean, in a different way. He's and he wants to eat them, but it doesn't seem to do him any good. It just seems like it's his first instinct is I'm gonna rip this off and I'm gonna consume it. Is it, love, the, is it the same vibe of when we're hungover in the morning and all I want is a McDonald's like sausage egg burrito, but I really need Pedialyte. I need mother's milk. I Mother's milk. I've never been hungover, Ned. That's fun. How's oh, that? Oh, uh, I, I'd never have either, guys. Yeah. Uh, what are you talking about? So <laughs> I, can't, I can't relate the jiggler, but no, we can relate. Um, it's a fun little intro. I mean, he's just... He's out of dancing. Finn and Jake want to get back into dancing. He's out of it. But it gets weirder. And he starts, he goes from being Doodle Bob to another SpongeBob reference. It seems like he has the suds. They start plugging his holes and he's got this gross, like purple spew coming out everywhere. I don't know what to think about it. It was just gross. And yeah. he gets loose and gooey and has no backbone all of a sudden. And totally ruined Jake's mint condition vintage eye patch collection. There was a lot more going on. They were, like I was saying, they were destroying their home. He messed up the eye patch collection and the eyeballs. And then it was just, it was a mess, man. And yeah. he ends up kissing the floor in like a beautiful, like mosaic artwork. It seems yeah. a little silly. It was, it was silly, but it was kind of cool. It was like a, a weird Picasso reference of like pointillism. This is the way that this little jiggler is communicating with Finn and Jake. It's, but again, they, they that just, kind of also, like you said, rubs you in a wrong way. It's gross. It's And I don't blame the animators. I just don't agree that this is cute. No, the color scheme's not pretty either. It's like a yellow, brown, and pink, I think is what he starts off with. And that's what we see for the first few kiss marks. He's like kissing into a painting. But what's weird about that, I wonder if he, he stole that idea to do that from Finn when Finn's trying to give him CPR and just starts kissing his cheek. And thinking like that's gonna do anything to help him out. Yeah, well, it's it probably also was a little bit of an idea. I remember Finn and Jake communicated with him by drawing pictures of what do you want to eat. Good point. And he in return drew a picture that he wanted to go back and see his mom. Yeah. Well, we go from there, I guess, on the journey to go rescue his him and and bring him back to his mom, right? Yeah, yeah, possibly. But de definitely at that point, I I want to take a breather. I want to digest this this part of the episode because the the second half gets really deep and really into it. So uh, let let's hear from our sponsors. That might give us a little a little bit of a break right now. Sounds good. Hi, um, hello. My name is Dr. Dingle Dingle, president of the OO Dental Association. I must inform you, it is paramount that you do not take any dental advice from Finn in this episode. I repeat, do not brush your teeth in a front base circular motion. Over the past five years, there have been a surge in dental emergencies stemming from a particular candy-based kingdom. We ask that you do all you can to maintain shiny teeth like me. Your shiny teeth, shiny teeth and like me. Thank you. Welcome back, guys. Thanks again for listening to that PSA about dentistry. I guess it's yeah. typically we, we get an ad, so it's kind of nice to hear some good advice every once in a while. But 
Was that a, a Chip Skylock reference I just heard? I think it was. I think he might have slipped up there at the end, started talking about his shiny teeth. Yeah. So if, if, if you don't know what we're talking about, I highly, highly encourage going back and watching Fairly Odd Parents and checking out Chip Skylark. I think half of this podcast is just us saying, hey, you should go check out this moment that I loved from when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, it, okay. it'll help those people get in our headspace. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of hard to get into my headspace sometimes. It's it, hard it, for me to get into it, my headspace. It took me a long time to get into your headspace, Russell. I love that. Uh, let's let's get back into the episode, man. Yeah, man. Well, I, I want to talk w- about my my characters, and and I I might have a lovely this episode. So Ooh. the first thing, I my description I wanted to mention earlier, the jiggler. For some reason, talking about how my brain works, the first thing I wrote down when I saw the jiggler was. Baby Jiggle Boy Dance a Lot, Homesick Mama Juice. Oh, and I don't I know what it. any of that means, but I I like how it flowed. Baby Jiggle Boy Dance a Lot. I think that is better than Pal for Life. Pal I think, for Life? Yeah. Oh, this dude's a Pal for Life. Oh, man. But I think that that is a better description than Pal for Life. Baby Definitely. Jiggle Juice Mama Dance a Lot, whatever you just Baby said. Baby Jiggle Boy? Baby yeah. Jiggle Boy. Yeah, dance a Lot. So let's go into my lovelies. Give me some sugar, baby. This week, my lovely is Jake's butt. Jake's butt. I actually had notes around Jake's butt. And the next episode, we're, uh, next week, tune in, you guys. We're going to be dropping an episode about Ricardio, the heart guy. Um, so so tune in, listen to that. And, and you know, this is like the, the 10th time in the show that we've referenced Jake's butt. Whether we've referenced it on the podcast or not, his butt has appeared a lot. And I didn't really notice it as another character until now. And it was very obvious in the next episode. But in this episode, it's pretty obvious as well. They, from the get-go, are talking about his butt, how it jiggles. And and I think that's partially how the jiggler got its name. Was from Jake's butt jiggling around. Yeah. And then they ended up, when they're dancing... They do like a full circle loop because Jake's body stretches and Ben's holding on to his butt. It it deserves to be its own character. And it's my lovely of the week. There's just, you know. I know. Well, you're going to get super excited. This isn't even a spoiler drop, but there's an episode way down the road where Jake has a sleepwalking tail and his tail sneaks off in the night and becomes a clown at an ant circus while Jake is sleeping. So there is something to say about Jake's body parts having, like, personality okay. traits. <laughs> That's fun. Well, Jake's just a, a goofy dude. He's he's our Gandalf. He's our Obi-Wan. He's our best friend. He's Finn's best friend. His butt is my lovely of the week. I love it. Mike, drop that soundbite in for a second time right there. Give me some sugar. Give, give me some sugar, baby. Sweet. Love it. It's a good soundbite. Whoever recorded that. Well, whoever, I don't know. It sounds like that that person uh, has... Is, it deserves a podcast. Voice. Yeah. Beautiful voice deserves a podcast. Sorry. Am I the cool one in this episode? Sometimes again? the the computer in my throat just comes back up and you know, we just start singing in honor. Yeah, too. it sticks in your gut and and it just can't get out. So so we'll have some uh Russell computer bot moments in the future. But let's man we gotta get back and, and finish this episode up because it there's some heavy stuff at the end, I feel like, going on here. Bring it on. I, again, this felt very surface level to me. It's a homesick creature who they take back to their mom and then they got to figure out a way to get it back to its mom. But there are, I will, I will admit, there are some interesting moments at the end where the mom doesn't recognize the baby simply because it spewed out all of its its uh, 
juice. Yeah, and it's and that's that's a kind of a reference to nature, you know. You say don't touch baby birds because then it won't smell like the mom, and the mom won't accept it back in the nest. So that's that's a common like nature theme. So, but on the really deep part of that, like we'll we'll get into the the quick description is basically they realize that the Jiggler's mom's over close to Stanley's house. They find her in in kind of a nest where it's a little pool of juice again. Just kind of gross, man. Like at the end of the day, there's a bunch of other little baby jigglers in there, and and a lot of men. Like what what Finn was doing before this, and kind of lead up to this moment is Finn is having a really hard time grasping um, why the jiggler's mom won't take him back, and also how to love babies. You know, he's like, I love baby. You love baby. Why doesn't mama love baby? I'm kissing baby and that's that's not doing any good, you know? Like and I will I'll drop a, a a spoiler drop right here. Spoiler drop. And say that Finn has got some parent issues. Oh. And so cool. that, it comes up a not lot. Cool. Sorry. I don't know what that why that was my reaction. That's not cool at all. It, well, sucks. it's it's cool. I mean, it's it's you learning that this is a crazy episode for me kind of realizing that like Beginning when Finn is kissing the Jiggler and trying his best and like really freaking out that he didn't take care of it as a parent very well. Jake's Jake kind of plays it cool. Jake really doesn't care and just like, ah, oh, I hope the Jiggler feels better. And Finn takes it really personally, man. And he's like, I'm kissing baby, and that's not doing any good. It's almost like Finn doesn't know how a parent is supposed to parent, because maybe all he remembers from his parents is that they used to kiss him as a little baby. Possibly, yeah. I, yeah. I know nothing about his parents so far, and I don't think I've seen in my history of watching random one-off episodes of Adventure Time as a high schooler with my sister. I don't. I don't think I remember seeing his parents ever. I could. I would imagine in my mind it's something like either Hey Arnold or um, one of those kind of like um, Wild Thornberry moments where they're like adventurers. You know, the, the Wild Thornberries had a good family. I will say. They were like adventuring together. Yeah, they were adventuring. And, and Nigel Thornberry. Nigel Thornberry. And also, man, this isn't even about the show that we're doing, but the the little baby. Uh, Donnie. Greek, Donnie is voiced by the flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. No And way. that's just one of my favorite. Like, yeah, flea. Is that you? It's flea here? Uh, that, yeah, that's me. Slap <laughs> that's, the face. That's not how flea sounds. Man, I would be losing. We wouldn't be able to have this podcast if flea was here because I would be straight up losing my mind <laughs> yeah. if he ever comes across this podcast and tweets at us. There, there would be no beef from me with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. No, but man, that's, I just, it, it blows my mind. I did, yeah, I didn't want to spoiler drop too much for you about Finn and Please his don't. past because that, I mean, that's probably some of my favorite heart-wrenching moments is, is when Finn dives in, learns more about family and everything. But this is really the first, as we were talking about in previous episodes, three-dimensional development of this Finn and that you see it's his youngness and uh, irrationality. Let's let's just chunk the jiggler back into the ball of juice. Like, um, let's yell and scream and try to punch the mama to take the baby back. But it's it's really, man. He is projecting a lot of I don't know how to parent, and it really frustrates him. Yeah, he's trying to figure out a way to solve the issue with no past experience, which I guess a lot of times. He'll learn from those mistakes. Hopefully, he learns from this one and, and he'll improve a little bit. But it sounds like there might be something there from his past, obviously, like what you're alluding to. 
when he goes up to the mom, the mom freaks out, you know? And that was the moment that stuck out to me the most was the like flashing colors, the like almost electric kind of a vibe that you get from her. Yeah, beautiful animation there. I was, I didn't like it. I thought it was uh, talented and I I, I did Good. like the rainbow colors. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at least they kind of kept it consistent that the Jiggler did that before and then his mom does that now. But it was part of what I, I hated the most about the Jiggler was the like random freak out moment. Like, should I be looking away from the TV? Is this going to mess me up in some way in my mind? Which is kind of silly, but it made me think about the Pokemon Porygon episode. Have you? Do you know anything about the Pokemon? Oh Porygon man, episode? you're you're scratching a small like brain itch, but I I wouldn't be able to pull that out of my butt right now. Yeah, so just real fast, I don't want you to pull anything out from your butt, but the <laughs> sorry, the Pokemon Porygon episode, Computer Warrior Porygon, the 38th episode aired in Japan. It was never. I don't think it was ever aired in America on. Uh, December 16th, 1997, it aired. And it involved flashing like a Thunderbolt attack from Pikachu. But for some reason in this episode, they made it flash kind of similarly to like what rainbowy colors. Yeah, rainbowy colors, kind of very neon, very fast and stark and sharp images. And it actually induced seizures in a significant number of viewers and, and kids. And actually 600 and... 85 kids were taken to the hospital. That's awful. From that one episode. And there was a huge backlash. And it was actually part, I believe, this is just from memory, I believe it was part of the reason why Pokemon had a little bit of trouble getting into the United States because of that. But when I watched this episode, it really, it's just the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, I don't like that. I don't like looking at those flashing lights. Let's not have this Jiggler character or its mom here on this show again. Unless, though, there's part of me that goes, will there be like a big, like, 360, all the characters from Jake's past, Jake and Finn's past come and, like, help them fight this big bad guy eventually. And maybe the Jiggler mom is there with her all her Jiggler babies. But maybe that's theoretically speaking. Theoretically speaking. I got a great smile from ear to ear when you said that because uh, theoretically speaking there is going to be so great when we get to episode like 250 or whatever of this podcast and we can reference this moment and I'm going to I'm going to hold my tongue because I'm good. so pumped. I'm just good. He's good just at, good, good at what like I do. <laughs> but yeah, onto like what you're talking about with the parenting thing. I didn't want to go away from that cuz that is a serious topic and and in a weird way I feel like a lot of us if not everybody whether you had a great childhood or not probably have some things from their childhood that were not great or just didn't work out the way that your parents probably intended it to. I think what I'm realizing as an adult now is if I had a kid right now, like my parents had me when they were my age or a little bit older than me, I would not know what I was doing. I would be making up as I go. I would do as much research as I could to try and figure out how to raise a baby the best I can. We have, like, I've got a best friend who has two kids. We have mutual friends who have children already or going to have children. It's wild that that's happening in our lives. And I could just, even if you had a great childhood, I could see how any little thing could could leave a mark on a kid. And you never know when that like, I feel like there's this, when you're about six or seven years old, there's this like random, oh, like this is my living memory. Like I can think back to very distinctly up until about, you know, six years old. And there's a, and those memories before that 
often seem to be either very happy or very negative. Yeah, it's it's almost like uh, the movie Inside Out where you have those core memories and and you're honestly yes. your parents instill like like sweet moments your parents set up, dramatic moments that happen in your life turn out to be core memories that are influential of you. And so then we see that there is something having to do with parents that just makes his heart ache in this episode, you know? Mm, I don't like that for Finn. I don't want him to be to be hurting in I any know. way. Well, you mean we we love Finn and we love that he is just like he you think he's like the good in all of us. We you want him to project the good in all of us, but when you start seeing he's got human flaws, he becomes a really relatable character in that way. You know, how how much do we in our lives project uh in situations like where we have kids or where we get married or anything where memories, core memories instilled in us by our parents are projected uh, unwillingly. Or remembered wrong. That's the other thing. Unfortunately, like memory and, and recollection is flawed in so many ways. I remember as a kid, like making up stories and just loving to tell stories to my parents. They were often wrong. I hate to admit it, but probably a lot of my memories that I have are, are off. I mean, talking about parents and all that stuff. Um, my parents are divorced. I come from a divorced family. And I remember uh, that moment. I mean, when I was a little kid, I, I recall when we sat down and had that conversation. And it was one of my earliest memories, you know. Um, has that had long-term effects on how I live my life? I don't know. I Probably. And I probably just don't know. It's probably a subconscious thing. You yeah. Know? Maybe it's it's the the fear of missing out, the wanting to be around people, my, my extroversion, uh, well, not extroversion, my outgoingness and my loving of friends and, and wanting people to love me mixed with my introversion is probably somewhere in that is where that sits. But that could also just be me thinking way too much, which is what I do often. I don't, I don't think you're thinking way too much because I part of my point behind that all was that, you know, Finn's coming up to this, this 12-year-old age where it's really about finding yourself, developing who you are and everything like that. And I think that you're exactly right. A lot of it either is repressed or subconscious, but I think that a lot of good is done when we practice self-awareness. We have to sit there in the messy moments. We have to sit there in the moments where we go, I don't understand why I feel the way I do here. And I need to to sit and bake on that for a little bit, you know. So so Finn probably at twelve years old, when he's freaking out about, you know, mom, mama's not kissing their babies, he's probably not, you know, introspective enough to to realize that he's got some some demons. He's got some demons in the closet, demons under the bed from his past. Where I hope it's not a Freud thing. It's not Freudian. No, okay. this we're 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 not going that weird good here let's it's, not do that it's way more about and and something i believe in life and and maybe why i picked up on it on finn is because they're they're unfun moments to sit and dwell on but it really help you understand ourselves so i'm i'm over here trying to understand finn better and then in turn i'm like it, i probably need to kind of think about what i'm projecting how i'm behaving based on things in my past, you know? And I think that's the fun part about re-watching shows like this is that you are able to pick up on those things and, and pick up on these themes that you probably didn't think of the first time. I'm not quite there in my first watch, but but how could I be? I'm just, I'm taking in everything as it comes to me and spitting out what 
comes up. And, and that's what's cool about this podcast, again, is like we're talking about something that's a lot deeper than I thought we were going to go on this episode. I thought this was a very, very easy to get through episode, you know. But, yeah, I, I almost, I mean, I was tempted to skip it. I Like I said, probably my least favorite episode in season one, but after like I'd sitting there and wanting to be like, what what are we picking out? Like, why was this chosen as episode six in the show? Yeah, such an early introduction to yeah. these characters in this world. And we're doing such a silly, like, I was going to say search and rescue, but it's not that at all. Yeah, it's, it's it, a search and rescue, but like yeah. it's, we are on the path to righteousness and not wrongsciousness and rescuing babies, rescuing watermelons. And when we get to those moments, we don't realize that a lot of our influences from the past affect how we adventure, man. They do. They they and they affect how we adventure. Just they affect us in every decision, you know, in some way or another. And you know, thank thank goodness for parents because there's just no easy way to do that. That is a thankless job. Yeah. Shout out to all the parents out there for Definitely. for kissing babies. Yeah. Love y'all. Thank you, mom and dad, for kissing me. Uh, you know, I mentioned the divorce. I have wonderful parents, uh, and I'm very fortunate in that. And I, you know, it's it's a it's an interesting thing. Life is, you know. But I know. Well, what's I, your lesson? That's I actually was about to ask you the same daggum thing. That's a great time to bring up lessons. Man, my lessons again, kind of more surface level. It's just simply, it's kind of more about like wild animals, and it's. You come across a jigaboy dance a lot in the wild. Best thing to do might be to just leave it in the wild, or if it's in like, you know, a suburban environment, call someone who knows what they're doing. Maybe don't bring it into your home. Um, you might be doing a lot more harm than good. Mm, good lesson. Yeah, not we didn't even talk about that at all, but that's that was my lesson. Yeah, I've got a couple uh, of high level ones. Love uh, it. Watermelons can get into shenanigans. I don't know how, but they do. I learned that. It's the seeds. It's the seeds, man. Anything with seeds. Second lesson, I would say build yourself a, a baller man cave. Definitely. Do that. Do it. Uh, or a, a woman cave or a uh, mutual cave. Yeah. Whatever. With, with your woman. Whatever kind of cave. Just just build a place where you can rage and flip tables. And, and relax and zone out. And that can also be an outdoor thing. It doesn't have to be in your in your home. But But find that thing that like brings out those good endorphins inside you. Mm -hmm. I, I need to do that more, man. Yeah. Last lesson I would say on on the more serious note is become more introspective. When you adventure, uh, try to learn a little bit why, uh, what what drives you, you know? what What's driving you to save baby and send it home to mama, you know? Yeah, and be willing to reflect on the adventure. Be willing to to take a moment and, and think about, well, one, what influenced it, but then two, what were your actions? What what are the consequences of those actions? You know, don't be negative about it and wear yourself out and induce any sort of anxiety in you. But but certainly, just be consciously aware of all that stuff, and especially don't take wild animals into your home. No, be 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 righteous. Don't be wrongous. Be righteous. All right. Thanks, you guys. I love this episode. It mm. ended up being so much better than I than I thought it was going to be. Um, both the show and, and this podcast episode. I mean, we were thinking about watching it with the next episode, honestly. But Yeah, I'm glad we didn't do that. I am too. And 
Y'all, this is Never Ending Adventure Podcast. I don't think we even said the name of the podcast on. We're just, we love y'all. Y'all are part of this journey now. Mm, big kisses for baby. Thank you. Big kisses. Please review us on, on everything. On Go to the socials. Follow us. I mean, we're there. And it helps so much, especially Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Reviewing that helps a ton. Yeah, give us shout outs. Share us with your neighbors. Start the show with your kids. Do whatever it takes. Yeah. It's an awesome adventure. Again, my name is Diggity Diggity DJ Nettie P. And I'm, I'm Russell Tindall. And thanks for listening. Never